Welcome to Kitchen Table, candid conversations about sex, relationships, and being human. I'm Brittany Palacastro. I'm Nick Antony, and today it's just us. <laughs> yep, and we are talking about the origin story to opening our relationship. Hey, Nick. Hey, Brett. You're allowed to call me Brett. We were uh, just talking yeah, oh, about this. We were just discussing how you don't like being called Brett. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but it's, cool. it's cool when I, it's cool when I say it. Stranger danger, stranger danger. <laughs> no, well, when you say it, because we've been together for eleven years. Sure. But when like strangers are like, "Hey, Brett," I'm like, "You don't know me." <laughs> it's so for you. It's more of a tag of a, of a familiar entitlement. Basically, it's like people, people let like you know more entitlement. <laughs> but yeah, like it's like a, you have to earn it. You gotta earn the right to say to Brett. say Brett. So now anyone listening, <laughs> now you know. You better say that full name. You better say <laughs> that full name. My name is Brittany. There's the, like, Brit's nowhere. Like, I'm not like, hey, I'm Brit. Ever. Anywhere. But it feels like a natural, organic thing for you to say. It feels like someone taking it upon themselves to shorten my name. I just don't like it. Uh, but it's probably disproportionate to, like, the offense. <laughs> you tell me, I'm just like, hmm, interesting. It probably... <laughs> We both talked at the same time and looked at each other. It's not great for a podcast. <laughs> but no, I think it probably has to do with being seen and heard. Everything comes back to that for me. Being seen and heard, for yeah. sure. I feel the same way. I feel similarly to uh, people using the calling me Nikki. Like my mom is the only one that can that really can get away with that, and then I'm okay with saying that only. Only her specifically. What about Nicholas? Because I every now and then I'll call you that. Nicholas is fine. I just, yeah. I just feel like Nick's more like, I don't know, just feels more cool and it's shorter for me. Yeah, <laughs> hey, well, Nicholas. Hey, Nick. It's just the cadence, the cadence is like you literally could hear it as I spoke to them in that. Nicholas. <laughs> Hello, Nicholas. And then it's like, hey, Nick, what's up? Like, it's just like they have. I mean, that's because you're changing your voice. Well, that's how I hold them. One's a little more chill, the other one's a little more, you know. Formal. Yeah, formal. But, I'm the opposite. Yeah. I like my formal name and not my chill name. Not your chill name. Unless we have had sex. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Brett. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, it was. Today we're talking about our open relationship. How it got started, how it dumped off. This is going to be uh, a two-parter. It is. Part one begins now. Welcome to Kitchen Table. I'm Brittany. I'm Nick. And today, as you already know, it's us. And we are talking about the origin story to opening our relationship. It is a story. And it is an origin story. For sure. For <laughs> sure. 100%. How far back do you want to go? Because I like to go back to like I think we both have like a different entry point. Yeah, most likely. I want to hear about your entry point first. Do you want to talk about my entry point? Okay. What do you think of like the first moment? The first moment of us <clears throat> opening up. Or like thinking about it or like, I mean, the seed was planted when someone close to us told us that they also had an open relationship. Yeah, this is true. Us commenting on it and talking about it, I just feel like it definitely started off very playfully at first. Mm -hmm. And then it went back into serious. And then we would just go back and forth, back and forth between playful and serious. And like, what would that look like? What would that look like? Mm -hmm. hmm, what would that look like? Like it was a safe container for a while. Absolutely. But I think the the seed was us finding out that someone that we Closer. deeply respected yeah. Yeah. and loved was also open. 
And that just like for me, because I dated someone back in like 2009 who was open and ethically non-monogamous and I judged the shit out of him. Yeah, I, remember you, I remember you told me that. <laughs> I actually like was like, go see my shamanic healer because something's wrong. <laughs> you need some help. <laughs> yeah. And then I saw him. I, I told you this before. I saw him years later, like after we had opened. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I shamed you. I'm really sorry. And he's like, no, you didn't. And I was like, I totally did. He's like, well, you didn't to me. And I was like, damn. I guess you can't really shame someone if they're not like willing to receive that shame. Basically. <laughs> pretty impressive. He was just like, puppy breaks, like you are projecting. <laughs> like he didn't the- do, I mean, he just didn't feel shame exactly. by it. Exactly. And so, yeah, so I think that when I found that out, that was the catalyst of me being like, oh, this, instead of feeling like shame or judgment, I felt curious. I never felt shame or judgment in relation to it in the beginning. It just felt like a, a thing that I was open to. And I was able to receive it for what it was. And also just factoring in coming from a family of a divorce, you know, and seeing the pressures that exist within that system, that space. It just, um, I was like, "Mm, maybe there's something different or maybe there's a different way of going about this. And and up until the point that we did open up, I I was feeling good about a relationship, but all in all, I was just like, "Mm." So let's see, let's test the water and just jump. But I mean, it just, it required us jumping for the most part. That that was for sure. Well, you didn't want to jump. I didn't want to jump. I don't recall. Oh, know, I recall. Jump. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my, my hesitancy, that feels like the, like my MO though, with a lot of things, I feel like. Well, yeah. Our, so this is Nick and I's relationship in a nutshell. I'm the activator. I'm the one who takes action and Nick's the one that more receives. So if in, in terms of like energetics of like masculine, feminine, I actually embody more masculine energy and Nick embodies more feminine energy this is true. in the sense of like receiving and I'm the one that more, um, here we go. Nick lets things happen and I make things happen. Yeah, I like that. I also use that same practice where I actually take care of plants. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't take care of plants. <laughs> Let it be. Let it do its thing. <laughs> and so there's beauty in both. And we've both infused bits and pieces of, of ourselves mm-hmm. <laughs> over the years mm-hmm. because I really admire that quality of Nick to be able to let things be. I think that's really the more productive way of living. And I also, on my end, am very, I admire your ability to just like, just go and get it. And just like, oh, that looks nice. But also I'm just like, oh, that looks <laughs> exhausting too. <laughs> Yeah, whenever Nick like wants to be like, hey, oh, we should totally do this to the house or do that. I'm like, is this really going to happen? Or is this one of the things you just like to talk about? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, because I, if you say it, then I'm going to literally make a plan to make it happen. Sure. That's, that, that's <laughs> useful as well. But also I think there should be room that we are allowed to dream and speak candidly about the things that we uh, hope and that we want to do in spaces, in the house. In our lives. In, in our lives. Which is really how we entered in to opening our relationship because a month before we decided to, so we opened our relationship in September of 2016. 2016. And I would say like that February There was this moment where, remember, I was at a yoga studio I was teaching and this really smoking hot dude came out and he wasn't in my class. He was in the class next door and I saw him and I was just like, oh, I knew that I wasn't going to follow him out because we would probably start talking. And I was like, I don't want to play with that fire. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I didn't. and, And I wound up like waiting and I went outside later and he was like still out there. Whatever it was, we wound up crossing paths, even though I was trying not to. 
And we wound up talking outside and it was February. So it was cold because we're in Philly uh, for like a half an hour. And the moment when you have a conversation with someone where it's like, he said something and I was like, oh, and I said something and he was like, oh, and you just, it was just so much chemistry. Yes. And I left and I felt so lit up in like that, what we call in polyamory and RE, new relationship energy. It felt like it was just like a spark of someone new. And I remember getting home at this same kitchen table <laughs> right now, I sat Nick down and I was like, I have to tell you something. Cause I felt extreme guilt. Yeah. I was like, hit me. And he thought like, it was like something way worse than it was. And, and I, I told really him, did. I told him exactly what happened. I said, you know, I met this guy and we had a conversation and you were like, Oh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yes. Oh my God. And I remember exactly what I said to you. I said, what if I see him again? Do you remember what you said? Uh, I have no idea what I said. You said, then you see him again. And I said, what if I want more? That and was, you said. That sounds right. Then we'll talk about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> My memory works in the space. I just need droplets of information mm -hmm. to rejog it. But yeah, I said that. <laughs> and, <laughs> I know you did. I remember it like literally we're sitting at this table like six years ago. And I remember the freedom that I felt in that, that was a really healing moment for me because I had a lot of trauma around being controlled. I was in an emotionally abusive relationship when I was 21 for almost three years. Mm. And it wasn't even like I would get quote unquote in trouble for like people, for me liking people or, you know, thinking somebody was attractive. I would get in trouble for guys being attracted to me. And it was, you know, it was just a very controlling relationship mm -hmm. and, you know, I was young. And so it shaped a lot of the ways that I thought about relationships. Yeah. And so I was very much on the tip that like, you can't think someone else is attractive and I'm such a flirt, like, especially when I was in my twenties. And so it was really hard. And with Nick, cause Nick's, if you listen to our third episode, with Amy, their sex therapist. We talked all about attachment styles and about how Nick is secure. Yeah. And so it was so healing. And there was other moments too, where this happened, where it was kind of like testing the waters of like, oh, I found this person attractive. And, and Nick was always just so steady. Like you were just always like, okay. Yeah. Like <laughs> you're going to think other people are, are attractive, but it's funny that I was the energy was coming towards you in relation to that topic. But when it happened to me, I felt like deep guilt for some reason. Yeah. And felt like I was doing something wrong. The dan the person you saw at the dance oh, you danced with. Yeah. <laughs> DJing competition, like we were monogamous for sure. And uh -huh. even though we, the idea was still being juggled around, it was uh it was the first time I ever felt like super drawn to somebody. And mm -hmm. I was just like, oh no. And then I, I was fighting with every like all my will not to like interact with this person, but yeah. like we were in line, we started interacting there and then me and this person shared space and we're like within maybe like three or four feet of each other the entire rest of the night. And it was just, and we're dancing together and I'm dancing with her. She's dancing with me and I'm just like, word. And then <laughs> like she would turn around and I'd be like, okay, back it up, Nick, back it up. <laughs> back it up. This is too much. This is too much. And uh, yeah, I just felt super, super guilty about that. And I didn't tell you, I didn't share that story with you mm -hmm. until we had actually op opened up. And Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, at this moment, it just also pulled. Yeah. And I think that's what happens a lot in monogamous relationships is that there's this unrealistic expectation that we will never feel attraction for anyone else. Yeah. And so then when we do, 
it has such a charge to it. It's so scary because it's like, well, what does this mean about me? What does this mean about our relationship? What does this mean about how I feel about the person I'm in this relationship with? Mm -hmm. Right. And what happened in that moment when you said, you know, when I said, what if I want more? You were like, then we'll talk about it. With all of that dissipated, I remember that night you had come to bed like later. It was like one in the morning. I remember I opened the door and I saw you and all of the, I don't know if I ever told you this, all of the energy that I felt for this person that was a stranger completely dissipated when I saw you. Mm. And I felt such love for you in that moment because you gave me such a gift mm. of acceptance mm. and you didn't shame me. And I am getting emotional talking about it. You've never told me this. No. And it was just such a healing moment for me to know that it's okay to be myself. And I think there throughout our relationship, there was, that was happening a lot for me. For you, I think it was, you were like, I'm curious. And then there wasn't a lot of trauma. I feel like in that particular sense that you had to overcome. I feel like things came up once we were in it. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah. Well, once we were in it. The energetics of things that I needed to work through yeah. definitely came up. Not only between the two of us, but also like, like by myself and like, oh, absolutely. Oh, hmm, that's, didn't know that was there. But how it happened is I actually, it was through me. Yeah. I wound up meeting someone at a coffee shop and he was a barista, <laughs> <laughs> a dude who made me coffee. <laughs> and we would talk. And I remember just thinking that. I was like, oh, I could really be friends with this person. Yeah. And even that, like you had a lot of female friends, but I did not have male friends. Ton of female friends. And, you know, this is probably a whole nother episode, but, you know, I, the reason why I didn't have a lot of male friends is because I fucked most of my male friends when I was younger. Oh. And so, you know this. I know, like, but I'm saying yeah. I'll the podcast. You know, <laughs> and so... I barely had male friends that I wasn't in a sexual relationship with. And again, that's another episode because there's a whole lot of unpacking around that Mm -hmm. that I've been doing even more recently. But yeah, so I was like, I could see myself being friends and months and months and months passed. And then he wasn't there anymore. He stopped working and I was like, oh man, because I mean, I was going there weekly Mm -hmm. and seeing him. And I remember I told you about him, like, just like, oh yeah, maybe we could be friends. No, absolutely. I think there was was a moment that at that time period, I recall you just being like, I wish I had male friends. Yeah. And I was just like, word. And like, you met this person and you're just mm-hmm. like, yeah, we get along really well and barista. And I was just yeah. like, yeah, but have him be your friend. And so, but he left. And so a couple months later, I had gotten a new car and my best friend at the time, she lived, I was at this coffee shop and she lit a different coffee shop, <laughs> coffee shop in the city. And she lived right around the corner and she wound up coming in and which like never really happens. It wasn't planned. And she wanted to see my new car, which was right out front. And so we went out and this dude was sitting on the bench in front of my car. And this was a very magical moment. And we were like, whoa. And so we saw each other and he made an attempt to like get my number. And I was like, oh, fuck, because I didn't want to, it was that moment where you don't want to like tell all the things. And so I was just like, let's do Facebook. And so I gave him my Facebook and he was like, and I remember I went back in and I looked and I couldn't find his name. And so I went back out. And as I went back out, he was coming back down the street because he thought I might not be able to find him. Like it was just, there was so much like kismet energy. This shit was meant to happen. Mm -hmm. And so he wound up seeing that I was in a relationship and I was like, listen, I'm in a relationship. And I thought maybe we could be friends and maybe hang out. 
And he was like, sure. And so we wound up going to a Michael Jackson roller skating party. And I brought my friend who had no idea what was happening, who used to do roller derby. <laughs> and we went, I, I asked you if I could go and you were fine with it. Like I was not going to be in a position to be like, don't go to that joint. Like, I well, don't know. Did you feel something about it? No, there's never been a possessive energy around our relationship. I've never, That's not completely true. But in terms of like that, like I've yeah. never felt like I'm, you're my girl. Don't touch nobody. Like, it's like I've, I've <laughs> yes, never had agreed. that like charge in me personally. I'm talking about from, from my experience in the I'm missing. Yeah, no, there's been some possessiveness about certain things. But we, ah, yeah, that, that's a different conversation. That's a different conversation. <laughs> Everybody's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> and so we wound up roller skating and. It was funny because we did hold hands, but it wasn't romantic at all. It was because I was going to fall down on my ass and couldn't ski. And I remember he was so uncomfortable to hold my hand. And I was just like, dude, like I'm going down if you don't hold my hand. And so, which is so interesting, right? Because like my female friend, like I held her hand and it was fine, you know? And so then I told him what was up because we were already like kind of talking about it. Mm -hmm. And then I think a couple days later, like I, so I told you about the hangout and then it was like three days later, I was like, I think I want to open our relationship and I think I want to do it with him. Yeah. I sat there, contemplated it for a moment and I was just like, let's give it a go. Oh, bullshit. I did. <laughs> I did it. That's totally how I recall Oh my God. So this is going to be a lot of myth. <laughs> that's how I see it in my head. head. You, like, that's no. totally how I saw it in my head. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I said. We eventually got to that point. So, but there's in between that I'm completely like, yeah. I'm lost, obviously. Well, yeah, we took a couple of weeks. We decided it was a lot. Like, it was a lot. It, it went, and, and we lived happily ever after. Yeah, not quite. I think you were a bit taken back by the speed in which I wanted to move forward. Yeah. And what had happened, we wound up going on vacation the week later and we literally didn't talk about it at all. Mm -hmm. We were like, we are going to go away together and we are not going to talk about it. And we didn't. And I was really proud of us. A lot of times when I work with clients that are open up their relationship, because I nice amount of clients that have done that. And it's really hard for them to have that boundary yeah. because they get so tangled in the topic of wanting to like resolve, resolve, resolve that like they'll talk about it like every day for hours and hours and hours. That makes sense. Yeah. And so I was really proud of us that we went on that vacation and we did not talk about it nope. at all. And we just let it settle. And then when I got back, I think, and this is a little bit fuzzy, but I do remember a time when you were like, okay, like I want you to like, let's wait now a couple months. And I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> That's not like I, I am. This. Yes, I remember. And I mean, that's really our, you know, you like to dip toes in and I like to put my whole body and head first yeah. into things. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and I'll like, I'll totally own that. Like I didn't honor that that was your need because I was already like in. Yeah, yeah. Already charged up. I was already charged. And so there was definitely a lot of bumps because I was, you know, and being someone that, especially back then, had no idea that I had an anxious attachment style. These beginning opening relationships, like these several relationships that I had in the beginning were just me like starting opening up this wound that with you and I wasn't, it was able to go beneath the carpet because you're secure. And so that particular attachment trauma, like didn't come up as much. It's interesting. It comes up with us now, mm -hmm. but 
I didn't come up as much then because you were just kind of chill about things. And so I started dating people that brought it back up, which like in hindsight, it's because I was trying to heal it. I mean, not consciously, of course, but a lot of times we attract relationship because we're trying to heal. This is true. And our relationship was healing in a different way, in much more of a grounded way. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a lot of the relationships that I brought in were so tumultuous. Very throughout. Yeah. And having to bear witness and work through those things was Whew. something else entirely. But uh, based off of my overall temperament, I felt that was useful in those moments. What like, was useful? Being able to be con- trying to just be like, all right, bam, this is, we're working through this. This is and mm-hmm. also connected with the fact that it's, this is brand new. And also connected with the fact that like we are conditioned to think that monogamy is the only way of going about our relationships. You find your uh, your soulmate and that person completes you and it's, <laughs> it's all, you know, rainbows and kittens and you don't change or shift at all. And yeah, it's just, it's not realistic at all. But uh, I felt the calmness in me in relation to that was useful. It's still hard. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but it was definitely useful for sure. You know, that was really how we entered because it was really through me because mm-hmm. you didn't have anything going on for a while because we didn't. For a long time. Yeah, because we didn't. Well, not that long, but like for me, it felt like October, like, November, December, three months. It felt, like a, three it, months. it felt like a minute for me. I don't know. And just in terms of me trying to get my first interaction under my belt while you were having your adventures, like, mm-hmm. I was like, I want to have my adventures, yo. And, uh, <laughs> but I definitely noticed how thirsty I was in the beginning. Like I was yeah. like, and, I, and it affected how I met people like period. And once I let go of that, then it was all good. Yeah. And I think. We weren't on dating apps mm-hmm. in for a while because we weren't ready to for people to Broadca- potentially broadcast, see us. Broadcast it. And so that was, you know, it's funny because I like never these days meet people out. Although today somebody hit on me and I was like, yes, because <laughs> that never happens because I have a ring on and I think most people look at it. Or usually I'm present. Or so you're present. You're like, who is that person over there? Always. And be like, I don't know. But they cute though. They're Always. Cute. <laughs> Nick is a hot person magnet, especially men. And I'm like, oh, why are you here? And he's here. Because that's just not our jam. Like, it's just, we've tried to do that. And I was like, Yeah, no. we, we've had interactions where we'd be out and there'd be some flirt, flirt happening. And yeah, but it was like, no, 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 we'll, we'll keep that separate. <laughs> we'll keep that very, very separate. I mean, Nick has definitely went on dates with people that he has met while we were out before. And I'm like, really? But separate. <laughs> Yeah. It's always been separate yeah. outside of the interaction. And then, oh, yes. I know this person through this platform. Sure. Let me reach out. Done. Yeah. And so you, so yours was a little bit different. So how was that for you? Because I know we had a, some some bumps in the beginning of just me kind of diving in mm-hmm. and losing myself in a lot of ways. And you just kind of being there. And, you know, and again, it wasn't like, we call it PUD, poly under duress. Like you were into it. I think the pacing wasn't necessarily what you wanted. It was completely based around pacing. Yeah. My whole life have definitely operated in a way that just like, let me enter into this and let's see what, let's, let's see what happens. It's based off more of an integration space than mm-hmm. it is like, let me just act on this right now. But <laughs> like, uh, that, that's you. <laughs> but it was hard. I mean, no other words for it. But I had to find some 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 peace in it, and also connect with the fact that I I, I felt that it was better that like I, I was like, I need to have an interaction, so there's some balance here. Yeah, 
And uh, once I found that interaction with like my OG number, number one, it was just like, <laughs> it's like word, like, yes, this is what it's like. Oh, the energy. Like once I had a sample of it, I was like, oh, this is what it's like. And so having like your support in that and also your, mm-hmm. your support in me uh, finding connections outside our, our relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was very useful. And how was the first like experience for you? Because I remember I got you a hotel room, didn't yeah, I? For, for, you got, for Christmas. Yeah, a hotel as a Christmas gift. As a Christmas <laughs> gift, because we were at a space. So so let's talk about this for a second, just like kind of what we our boundaries were in the beginning. Because yeah. we absolutely sat down, we talked about boundaries, we and rules. You know, we, we there was both, right? Rules are more like what you're asking of someone else, mm-hmm. and boundaries are more what you're willing to take from someone else or handle, right? Like yes. what you're, what, what isn't, is not okay with you. Mm-hmm. And so there are both, there are both rules and boundaries. Mm-hmm. I think early on and one that we still have, it's a little lighter now is Tuesdays and Sundays are our time. And we tend not to schedule dates every now and then if something happens, like I have sleepovers now that lead into Sundays, but we still have like our time. Mm-hmm. But so that was one that we've kept. And the other one is nothing, no one in our beds, in our bed, which we've kept all this time. Our space to ourselves. Yeah. And, and that just feels right energetically. And for whatever reason, that's what we've always kept. But then, you know, at first it was no one in the house, even in the very, very beginning that didn't last long. But that was something that at first, you know, so it was like a titration, right? It was like little in, in some ways, in other ways it wasn't because I was ready to dive in, but there was definitely, you know, a little bit of, of titration with that, uh, trying things out. Things definitely have loosened up. And early on, I feel like it is important for couples to, to work those things out and to have mm-hmm. p- parameters in which, within which you're going to work within and hopefully that, that'll grow and transform. And, but I think we've evolved and we've definitely loosened up. In, in, oh, in, yeah, in Absolutely. But our house, for the most part, is something that we trade off. And if you have company, like I'm somewhere else. And if you, I have company, you're somewhere else. You're yeah. somewhere else. So, yeah. But even, I mean, we have had times where we, even that has loosened up a bit where I can have, at some one point it was no one can be here mm-hmm. at, while I'm here kind of thing, yeah. you know, and, and then it softened. And my experience of what I was open to is a little bit different to what you were open to. So, you know, you were a little bit more apprehensive of meeting partners and having things more kitchen table. And I was pretty open to kitchen table from the beginning with some boundaries. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so that all just evolved Mm -hmm. in time. But back to the question, how, when I got you the hotel room, how was that like first experience for you? That first experience was electric. Mm. Yeah, that was, um, it's really hard to put in, into words, but you just did, <laughs> but, but like beyond that, yeah. know, going, going deeper into that, th- that was just the build. And then the release <laughs> was powerful. I remember leaving that hotel and, and like strut and like legitimately strutting down the street. Aww. And being like, this is, and like, I had music in my ears. And like, <laughs> I was just like, mm, I had a real solid groove walk going on. <laughs> yeah, I was just feeling myself. And I've always been confident, but this was a different level of confidence. I, mm. I, I never really had like that, like, youthful, like, go out and date and experiment and like, you know, have one night stands and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was a late bloomer through and through. So I kind of try going coming from that awkward space and coming to a space where like now I'm able to kind of openly engage with humans that I thought were interesting. Yeah. 
yeah, it was powerful. And I will never forget it. And thank, you, <laughs> thank you so much for offering that and, and gifting that to me. Yeah. Yeah. And it felt okay for me too. I had already, I think I was hanging out with somebody that night as well so that it was a little bit easier, I suppose, which we did a little bit in the beginning. Now it's like, oh, I have a night to myself. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Still a little hard for me sometimes, for sure. but that has more to do with trauma than anything else. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think we're going to get into part two in maybe a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. Actually, it's going to be right after this. We're going to record it. (laughs) (laughs) But you'll have to wait a couple weeks. To be continued. (laughs) But yeah, we're going to talk about more of our our struggles because there were a lot of struggles and there was a lot that happened that was, that really, really is the reason why we went to therapy. (laughs) Because there were some cracks in our relationship that we honestly, for the first five years, didn't really see. No. We didn't. Like our relationship was pretty chill. Like our therapist described it as uh, riding boards. We had some mm-hmm. boards that needed some replacing and we have yeah. been avoiding them for a long time. And I remember being like, no, mm-hmm. no, we don't. Yeah. But then it was like, oh, maybe we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like and it always, I always find it interesting when people say like, we don't fight. I don't ever, we don't, yeah. we never fight or have, we would definitely boast about. We didn't fight that much. Exactly. But like, it was just like, there's still things that you, yeah. we weren't directly uh, connecting with. And yeah, therapy was huge. It really was. Like it, it was. I feel like it for sure saved Me too. Us. And, and if we broke up, it wouldn't have been, been based on no. opening up. It would have been based on like the shit we were not addressing. We're not addressing. Addressing in our relationship. Yeah. It's similar to like, it's, you know, it's like a big life change, like having a child. Yeah. A lot of times when people have a child, there's a lot of difficulties and there's there's things in there relating because all of a sudden there's this big stressor. It's a massive right? shift. And, you know, it's similar with opening the relationship. Now, of course, it's completely different in the context. They are not the same thing. No, not at all. <laughs> but it's this new way of being, having to interact with each other based on what's going on. And, you know, as a result, when we have those kind of things, there's other stuff too that can come up, right? Somebody having a job across the country or, you know, things like that, that can push on the relationship. Mm -hmm. And if there are some rotting boards, so to speak, or some, you know, instability, that's what will bring it up. And so I'm really grateful for that because that is what gave us the impotence to be like, oh, I want to... I think I just said impotence. Impotence? It's impetus. Impotence. Impotence is... is. This is not impotent. The impetus. I needed to call but, myself out But they are real, they are real close. real close. I would have been shaking my head. Like, mm-hmm, the, it, I needed the to call impotent. myself out because I know impotent. somebody heard it. You're like, what did she say? But yeah, it gave us the drive to go and change it up and to really look and ask the hard questions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm so glad we did because we're where we are now. Absolutely. Growth. Growth. And so Deep conflict. part two is coming. But before we close, we figured it would be fun since we always ask our guests some questions to ask each other just one question. Mm-hmm. Okay, you go first. You ask me. Let's ask you, ask you this question. If, if you could have a threesome with... Uh-oh. Any two people, who would they be? They could be living, they could be real, they could be made up and imaginary. Okay. Who are those people? Oh, I'm excited. Okay. So the first one would be a unicorn. (laughs) (laughs) Is that bestiality? But like, what for? Like a centaur unicorn person? Or like, you know, is it like any, it's just a straight up animal? Right. Is this this, is your fantasy? It's my fantasy. I mean, it has a horn, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's what came up. Now, okay, let me. I don't want to have sex with animals. 
A unicorn is a magical being, uh-huh. and it's not necessarily an animal. I don't want to fuck cows but, with horses. But it is, it's a horse, though, right? It's, it's not a horse. It's a unicorn. It's a horse with a horn. I want a unicorn and Shira. A unicorn and Shira. Shira was a doll. She's the opposite of He-Man. Yeah. She's the female version of He-Man. But not the opposite. Not the opposite. She's the female version of He-Man. Boom. There you go. When He-Man, I think, was first, which is stupid, but because she was way cooler. I had the castle and everything. Did they ever cross over in terms of their interaction, Shira and He-Man? Yeah, I think so. I think they fought yeah, together yeah, yeah. and shit. First of all, a threesome could be anything. Right? It yeah. doesn't have to be intercourse, mm-hmm. right? And so, I don't know. I kind of like want to like fuck Shira on the unicorn. Boom. Done. And ride in through like the forest. Gallop a trot. And like the unicorn, like lets us like fly through the air and stuff. Yeah, my horn will kiss the sky. Because <laughs> like when I ask this question, I want like I want to go in, you know, like I want I would say Gumby, but like Gumby, I'm not really attracted to. I think Gumby would be whack. Gumby's flexible. Pokey the Pokey and Gumby that'd be an awkward ass interaction. Okay, so my question for you. <laughs> I- I'm next. <laughs> Don't you judge me, people. <laughs> When I said unicorn before, I was like, like, my face was like, unicorn? I was like, hmm. I was like, this is a half human, half horse. You were trying to lead me to a better place of non bestiality. I was trying. Again, I will repeat. That's your answer. I do not want to have sex with animals. (laughs) Just a unicorn. Just a unicorn. I just wanted to say something different than like a hot person and like Robert Patterson and like the Twilight cast or something. Yeah, yeah. Which also could be fun. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Okay, so when do you feel most vulnerable? I feel most vulnerable when I'm feeling being judged or critiqued. I knew he was going to say that. Yeah, I feel most vulnerable in those spaces. And I would not be surprised if that's the reasoning why I, I didn't create more things based mm. off based off of that that insecurity. Yeah, mm. yeah, hundred percent. I didn't know that part. Yeah, that feels like they, they go hand in hand. Yeah, I feel like that was learning and that was like breakthrough in real time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> as Justin from Man Enough podcast would say. Yeah, <laughs> oh, Justin, I love that dude. I love that whole whole cast. It's the great. Listen to the Man Enough podcast; it's really good. Yeah, if y'all want to, and Man Enough wants to invite us, you know, on something, feel we free. would totally go. Feel free, but you know, I get it. You gotta have big legs. <laughs> or Dan Savage. <laughs> yes, please. just saying. That's my dream. Love Dan. That's my podcast dream. This is for Dan Savage to be on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And so we'll be back, just the two of us, soon, like a week or two. To be continued. To be continued, where we'll be talking about part two, which is, we'll both talk about like one of our biggest struggles so far. Hard moments that popped up. Yeah. Stay tuned. To be continued. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Follow me at sexually underscore liberated on Instagram and check out my website at BrittanyPaulCastro.com. And now we're on Twitter. Follow us at KTablePodcast. Follow me at Nick Anthony Photo on Instagram and check out my website on NickAnthony.com. That's A-N-T-O-N-Y. There is no H. Editing by Audionauts. Music by Greta Hopmer. And follow or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And please leave us a review. Five stars if you're feeling generous. It really does help. And share our podcast with someone you think might be interested. Help us spread the kitchen table love. Until next time.